Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 472, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing okay. What's new? Not much. No? No. Did you see the heat wave we had up here in Rhode Island? Oh, yeah. You must have seen all the posts about it. Warmer yeah. warmer in Rhode Island than in Florida, all that good stuff. Yeah. I sent you the, the weather terrorist uh, car. Yeah, usually Whatever. the car is about, runs about 40 degrees warmer than the actual. <laughs> yeah, I think I it that... was 163 in the transit <laughs> studio. Yeah, that could be. I, I always send that just to get a rise out of you because it, it makes me laugh. No one responded, though. Even Angry New Phil Jr. didn't say anything. You can get him going pretty easy, though, can't you? Simple. It's just one of the simplest things. Are you calling him a simple person or are you just saying it? No, just getting him going. That's true. Because you know, like, as soon as you hear something and you read it and it's from me, like, you know what the intent was, right? (laughs) I always know your intent. Sometimes it's to me. And either I'll ignore you or I'll play along. Yeah. You don't really get, I don't, I hardly ever get going with you. I'll play along, especially in like a group. If it's just me and you, I just ignore you. If it's something. Yeah, you're good at ignoring me. You ignored me last week when we were supposed to record. That's true. Not this week, though. We're ready to go. Where are you playing golf tomorrow? You said you got a. Are you playing at the club or you got an out? No, I think I'm going to be playing at Sarah Bay. Oh, nice. You said you had a golf story for me? Yeah. What's going on? I want to hear about it. So I snap hooked my drive. What was I on? It was on 17. Okay. So we kind of walked past my ball because it was sitting on that crushed shell cart path. Yeah. So I'm like, I got it. So Bob, I go, Bob, angry Bob Thompson is is his name. Bob, I said, what do you like here? I said, I got a little opening here. I said, and I could could theoretically advance it quite a bit. I said, oh, should I come out sideways? He goes, nah, he goes, that opening, that's that's plenty big enough. You can get it through that opening. I'm like, I'm thinking like just try to hit a low five iron over at Bob Michael and Rick Humphrey because that's who we're playing with. He goes, yeah, that's that's a shot. Well, right away, it goes through my head. Whenever I'm punching out, I always find that tree, and it comes back to me, and I'm always afraid that I'm going to hit it the wrong the wrong way, and it's going to go through somebody's lanai. Because oh, if yeah, you're yeah. punching out and it catches a tree and it goes through somebody's window, you're going to lose your absolute mind, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to make you feel good. So 
I poop you not. I take the five iron. I hit it off these shells, and I just hit an absolute bullet, a right to left. It goes over Rick's head, and I'm in perfect layup position. Bob Thompson said that's your best shot of the day. It was probably the best shot I've ever hit, and it was a freaking punch out. That goes to show how bad I suck. (laughs) The best shot I've hit in probably years was a punch out off the shells. I've been there though. So like sometimes you just have no option. You have to hit the perfect shot and then you end up hitting it. Like it did exactly what you wanted it to. And do. I caught it off that thing and it just hop just jumped off the club. Yeah. A little right to left, middle of the fairway. And then I hit pitching wedge to about twelve feet and three putted for bogey. <laughs> That's a hell of a six part. That's a good six right there. <laughs> How like quickly you one, forget about it was that. Like my third one or two gur and I three putted it. You hit two great shots and you're mad about the six. Yep. It's not a good three putt. What are you gonna do? That's funny though. So when we when we were coming in from uh your tune, how many, how often did you hear the WPRO song in your head? I was I was thinking it. Was, was it in your head? Was it? it was it? Yeah, it, I'm trying to trying to block it out. So I don't. You trying to block it out? Yeah, a little bit. It's a jingle when when I was a kid. It was, Put your Red Sox on WPRO. Hear every Red Sox game, home and away. Do 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 do. On the sports spirit of Southern New England, sixty three WPRO. That's the correct way it's supposed to be. It's not the way we were singing. Not the way we were singing it before we came on the air. We're Doing some profanities and whatnot, not right? Nice. I don't think that's accurate. Oh, well, I was doing profanities. <laughs> Nobody in your family listens to the show, so what do you care? Oh, I don't care. I'm kidding. I, oh, I'm okay. yeah. I was. Just we used to have fit. We used loyal. to have a lot of support from our family. No, we have we have some loyal people though. We had a lot of traction. People liked our uh, duet from of uh, Heal the World last week. That was good, wasn't it? I think it was a great rendition of that song. Maybe better than the original. People are saying better than the original. I think the whole key was that was the pause. But you and for me and the entire human race. <laughs> no, it's there. there are pause. People dying. <laughs> pause. Oh, that's too stupid. We got to come up with a new song, though. We can't just keep going back to that. Oh, I can come up with a lot of good stuff. Well, we need to both know it, because I think it's the duet that really gets people. Yeah, but you don't sing as much as I do. That's why it was such a special occasion. People dying. Are you a karaoke guy? Have you ever done that in front of an audience like that? Um... Not really. Tom Morrow was doing it in Paris, though, the other day. Yeah, that's right. You love Nate. Uh, He's so ridiculous. You think there's a chance in hell we could ever get him on the show? Why not? He's goofy. You want me to try to get him? Like, he seems like a nice guy. Like, what's he going to big time us? Might have to. He might charge a fee. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, if he charge a fee, I can tell him where he can put the fee if he wants to charge it. I mean, he would either politely say, I don't think he would, like, big time us. He would probably either say yes or no. I think he would answer. Like, there's some people that you would reach out to, and they would just ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they don't even have the time to respond to people like us. But I feel like he would either say, I don't have the time for it, or he would try to make it happen. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you? If two idiots that had a podcast came to you, if you had 
500,000 YouTube subscribers or whatever, and they wanted you to be on the show, wouldn't you do it? Just yeah, absolutely. I'd go I mean, on if you're, if you're living alone in an apartment and, and all you want to do is talk about Disney, absolutely, come on. I'd come on. What do you think his, his thought process would be in this first, like, 10-minute section when we're talking? Inside jokes and talking about golf, and he'd just be sitting there. No, somebody, somebody as talented as he. I mean, we got to have an agenda. We got to be completely focused. We oh, can't go off the rails like we normally do. That's too bad because I think he might enjoy that. <clears throat> he goes off the rails. We can start talking like Tommy Boy and old '90s movies that he likes. Tommy like wingy. Me, Tommy like wingies. <laughs> Should we take a break, parts? Yeah, we might as well. All right, we'll be right back. We are back from break, episode number 472 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we are talking news across Walt Disney World and maybe even a little beyond this week. We were talking about some, uh, initially we thought it was kind of a slower news week, but there's some stuff we can really dig into, don't you think? Yeah. There ended up being a few stories that I think uh, are interesting, especially to us. There was one that you didn't mention to me that I forgot about and we didn't talk about it. And I think it's important and we should probably start with it. I think everything that we mention on our podcast is important, Bards. I agree with that. But I'm saying this is a, a story that if we had missed, we would have been kicking ourselves because this has to do with a restaurant. I got profanities going through my head for this song now. Oh. When we went to our first break. The fantastic Heal the song? freaking world, baby. Oh, that's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to stop with this. How about uh, the news that Garden Grill, the breakfast, is once again being offered at Epcot in the Land Pavilion, the Garden Grill. So they hadn't done breakfast for quite a while, and it will be coming back June 14th, 2023. And they have released pricing and the full breakfast menu. Would you like to hear about that? I would love to hear about that. Now, this is a place you have not been to for breakfast. This is right? one of the few. I have not been for any meal over there. Oh, period. You have a period, meal. Bill. Period. Oh, it's a must do, I think. It's tough because Epcot's so much going for it. But considering how much you love living with the land, I think you gotta you gotta make it a point to have this meal sometime soon. You could also throw in for me and for Gary and the entire human race. I'm sorry, my ADD's kicked in. It's, <laughs> it's in okay. full effect right now. <clears throat> How about uh, forty-two dollars 
per adult for breakfast and 27 per child. And this is a uh, one of those all-you-care-to-enjoy family-style deals. Tell me they have tater tots. Characters. Oh, pards. Do they have tater tots? They do not have tater tots. They have a cinnamon breakfast loaf, which is like a pastry. Yep, that's a that's a pass for me right there. It looks like a just a pull-apart bread. It looks okay. Scrambled eggs, bacon, Mickey waffles with syrup, seasonal fruit, cheesy potato casserole. That's your... Uh, that's, That's your, a good uh, one at the Grand Floridian Cafe when they throw that with the steak and eggs. Whoo, boy. Yeah. So that's not bad, the cheesy potato casserole. And how about this part? Grilled flank steak with ranchero sauce on the breakfast platter. What is ranchero sauce? Uh, I don't really know. Let's see if it says what the ranchero sauce. It's again, fantastic be. show prep. Well, I mean, you didn't even know it was reopened, and you're giving me no show. I don't know where Ranchero Fantastic sauce is. show prep right there. There's a little star next to the Ranchero sauce, but it doesn't say what that means. So what do you think of that uh, that platter? I'm still waiting. I want to know what the Ranchero sauce is. Well, your why don't Google you get out working? your GD phone and Google it? What is Ranchero this sauce? Is I don't know what it is. What is Ranchero sauce. It's a red sauce. Flavorful tomato and chili pepper based sauce seasoned with a mixture of chili powders and herbs. It's basically salsa. How's that? Yeah. Well, right, I mean, it. it's really doing nothing for me right now. The platter itself? The whole platter itself is doing absolutely nothing for me. There's an allergy friendly uh, feast. Which has gluten-free muffins, fruit, scrambled eggs, bacon, home fries, grilled flank steak, and allergy-friendly waffles. So basically, just no uh, gluten. I actually like flank steak. Flank steak's pretty good, especially in that kind of uh, setting. That's pretty good. Um, so there are characters at this meal so that kind of brings the price point up which you don't care about so i can't really imagine you and Susie spending about a hundred bucks to have some eggs and bacon though for breakfast as much as you no that ain't happening i got something to do here so that's the first one that i wanted to bring to your attention because i don't think we spoke about that and like i said that's one of the few places that you haven't been now, the, the dinner is $55 for adults, which you can kind of uh, justify that a little bit more. It's like a uh, Liberty Tree type menu, which I can see spending 55 bucks on that. Um, so as our... Should we move on to the next story? I apologize. I should ask you that first. What's that? I said, should we move on to the next story or did you have any comments on the Garden Girl breakfast? Uh, no, we nope. Okay. Now, as uh, as you heard, we played the phantasmic music coming out of our first break, and just as it got started, they are closing it for refurbishment. However, it's a short refurbishment. It's going to be closed May first and second. The closure is to allow cast members to complete routine maintenance. 
but it's been closed for like four years. It opened up what three weeks ago, basically. Yeah. Couldn't they have done this maintenance and just open it two days later? <laughs> I guess, but that's uh, that's what it is. They did add a second showtime uh, through these last couple weeks when it's been busier, eight thirty and ten o'clock each night for Fantasmic. I don't know. Is I'm kind of over Fantasmic overall. I I like it, but I don't know. It's such a cluster getting in and out of there. It's so Sometimes. miserable getting in and out of there. It's awful. Like once it starts, it's fine. I'm into it, but just the whole experience around it. There's not a whole lot that really wants to draw me into that. I wonder how long it'll last because they've been revamping a lot of these nighttime shows at all the other places, and this one just kind of keeps chugging along. I don't know. There's not a lot of uh, other options, I guess, because of the way the theater's set up and everything. They'd have to change a lot probably to do something new, but people like I mean, it's not a bad... Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad show. It's just not one that I'm dying to go to every time like anytime i was in epcot i wanted to see illuminations but i don't really care that much about phantasmic compared to that but i don't have the connection with it because i'm not a big hollywood studios guy anyway so it's not a huge just the park overall doesn't draw me like the other ones any thoughts on phantasmic closing you don't have no sit back you just want me to read these and then you can yeah yes or no for the watching the bruins game okay well this is good the food and wine festival they announced the dates it's starting july 27th this year last year it started july 5th so they pushed it back a few weeks and it's going through november 18th i don't remember how late it went was it that late last year yeah, because then they get into the Christmas stuff, don't they? Yeah. So what are they doing? Just extending Flower and Garden? Because you can't you have to have the festivals overlap. <laughs> Nonstop, yeah. I don't know. They didn't uh didn't really give a reason why it's starting later this year. Maybe it just wasn't as popular in those early weeks of July or something. I don't know, but starting later i thought that was interesting because they've always been expanding 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 and then to to shorten it by three weeks or almost three weeks is interesting to me that's all i don't have any other thoughts they haven't really released any other information on they haven't said the reason why they're no not that i see anywhere but i think this next story might get your attention a little bit because this is all you care about is DVC. You sent this story to me. The villas at Disneyland Hotel will include DVC resale restrictions. Not a huge surprise, but this is now official because we got some documents that were released that have confirmed that the villas at Disneyland Hotel will have resale restrictions. So... It says property DVC properties do allow the resale of ownership interests. The villas at Disneyland Hotel will have some restrictions. Um, these are the same restrictions that were initially implemented when Disney's Riviera Resort went on sale in 2019. These restrictions, according to DVC, are to preserve the value of the property and the DVC brand. 
Do you buy into that? I don't think it preserves the value of the properties. I think it does preserve the brand, but it forces you to not sell your contracts if you buy in at those places. Or devalues the like you said, that's one of the reasons you didn't buy in at Riviera, because if you ever wanted to sell it, you're not going to get as much for it because you can only use them at Riviera if you sell it there. And mainly though, but mainly because I wanted the Grand Floridian as my home. Right, I understand that, but if it if it came down to those two and you were equal, I think that would definitely be a deciding factor. Even if you don't plan on reselling, just having that that option for the value that holds the value a little bit, I would think. I mean, if I were buying direct, that would be a deciding factor. I think, factor though, if me. I wanted, if it was important to book direct at Riviera at 11 months, then I would have bought. Yeah. Riviera. No, I guess that's true because you don't really plan on selling anyway. So I don't plan. No, I don't plan on it, but you never say never. That's true. Um, so they're going to have the same restrictions at the uh, Disneyland, the villas at the Disneyland Hotel, which is not really a surprise to anybody. I would nope. assumed any new uh, properties, they're going to have these restrictions going forward until they're forced not to, I suppose. And they can always take the restrictions away if they want. They can just say resale people can book at these with their points that's if they want if they get to a point where they need to do that which i don't see why that would happen they could do that and they can also take away or just take away the resale restrictions on those saying all right if you sell your riviera points they could be used at any of the properties or the disneyland ones they could be used anywhere not just at those properties they could change their mind Again, I don't suspect they will anytime in the near future, but it's not set in stone, these restrictions. But it is, uh, it's interesting to see them moving that way, and it still makes you wonder what's going to happen with that new poly tower and what that's going to I think be. they're going to have restrictions on the new poly tower as you well. Think, you think it's going to be a separate association? Yep. Like Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek, it's not going to be? Nope. that's what i think yeah i mean that would make the most sense for them except it does it does that devalue the original poly at that point and do they care probably not yeah i don't know the whole economics i just i see where they're going they're trying to squeeze the resale market right no, I mean it makes I yeah, you're right. That's why they're doing it. It makes sense, but I just I guess if I had bought the poly, I guess if you bought direct at the poly, you wouldn't have to worry about it. You could book the new, but then you have to right. be at the seven month mark, not the eleven, and it's your home resort and everything. But right, the biggest thing with the original poly, but that's what it was when you bought it. There's no one bedrooms or two bedrooms. It's only yeah, studios. They're just, yeah, they're just all studios because they just the converted the studios from the original poly. But yeah, there was never a guarantee was, to have It wasn't a, a dedicated room. building that they built like right. most of the other DVC properties. Right, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see when they announce that. I mean, this... This is already done. The Disneyland Hotel, they're already taking reservations. Yeah, for September. 
And they haven't even started selling points yet. They're just now getting into like the restrictions and everything. So the the news on the poly tower could be two years off from now. We might not know what the association is going to be because they haven't. I don't know. I don't know why they're waiting so long to sell the Disneyland points. Because from what I hear, is they're not ready to sell them. They just don't have like the charts ready, or what? no? That no, it's not. No, it's just. They haven't cr- dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Oh, like legally. Legally. Yeah, because they sell. They usually sell a couple years ahead of yeah. the completion, right? Like the Riviera, they sold before it was ready. Yeah. Before it was done. Now, do you know that? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do they? Like, if you bought into Riviera before it was done, are you paying your maintenance fees? I don't know. Because you could still use the points some at other hotels, at other properties, I guess. If you bought oh, you your pay, contract. I don't know if your payments due until the resort's available to book. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe you don't get your points until the right. resort's done that year too. That could be part of it. You're just kind of because now you have a ton of points for a resort that's not even open. Yeah, so I guess I you would, couldn't do that. I would think legally. that it kind of screw inventory up. Yeah, and plus it would start the contract, and it's only fifty years, so it has to. Right. The yeah, so I guess they probably just you prepay. Yeah, I think they pre-sell. Yeah, you might have to put a deposit down or something. Yeah, and then the maintenance fees don't hit, but you probably don't get any points either until it's ready. Obviously. Now, is this if you were booking California? Obviously, your first choice would be Grand Californian, but would you? I mean the the villas. At Disneyland, from what I've seen, they look pretty nice, but look, Grand California is just another world, it looks like. I want to stay at both of them, though. Do a little split stay out there? Yeah. Or two separate trips. Or two separate trips. That might be nice, too, yeah. You'd be. I feel like you'd be out of your element there. Like, you don't have the, the lay of the land like in Florida. Oh, like just a sprawling landscape to walk around and drink coffee in? Yeah, because it's so small. That... Yeah, I could just sit in the lobby, though, and people watch, go out by the pool. Well, I'm just more thinking about, like, the food options. They're all in the parks for the most part. There's not as much. In Napa the Grill parts. I'm not saying there's Napa nothing. Napa Rose, I think. What is it called? The Napa Rose, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying there's no options. I'm just saying that there's... It's less of a resort feel more of a just a hotel which it's still not i mean they're go- the rooms are gorgeous yeah the they are really nice are gorgeous. aren't they yeah i wouldn't mind doing that you know that's obviously very difficult to get at uh any of those obviously the disneyland hotel hasn't even started yet but grand california is still nearly impossible unless you own there be interesting to hear from uh Angry Newfield Jr. when he goes in a few Yeah, he's he'll be out there in a few weeks, sometime in May, right? Yeah, May, he said. I would love to buy a 25-point contract there. And just use it once every three years and every stay three for like years. three or four nights so or whatever. beautiful. And then if you don't, you could just use it in Florida if you need to. Can well, you even get a to... can you even get a 25-point? Did they sell contracts that low there? Yeah, I think they did because I mean years when we first looked at it, and this isn't that long ago, that the, the buy-in was twenty-five points. Oh, you could buy initially direct twenty-five points. Yeah, you could buy direct at like twenty-five points when we were looking oh, wow. at twenty seventeen. 
Now the minimum might have been 50 at that time, because if you ever look on the resale market, you'll see 25 point contracts. Right. And I know, but I always see them at like old Key West. Yeah. I don't know what the low was a few years ago, but you can. And even sometimes Animal Kingdom, you'll see them, but it seems like the newer, the minimums were up. I got to stay off those sites. (laughs) I don't know why you keep doing it. You guys are way worse than me. Well, that one just popped up on Facebook. $56 a point is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to pay those Vero Beach maintenance fees. Yeah, but still, fees. You, just have, you just use them for sleep around points. They're expensive. Well, maybe not at that point. Maybe not at $56 a point, but those maintenance fees are what? 11 12 bucks a point? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a big difference. Yeah. So you buy a 100-point contract, you got 500 bucks in maintenance points. Who cares? Look at how many nights you're going to be staying up there. Now this is your this is your one bedroom. There's a good point. That's all one. These are one bedrooms. Yeah, no problem booking at Saratoga Springs at se- seven months out. That's true. You're using all these Vero Extra beaches. points. Yep. Yeah. That's a very good this, point. This treehouse could be a once a year thing. Just look at it like that. Look at all the memories you're going to make with your family. That's true. It's going to mess me up. I'm going to stay in that studio for a weekend. And then you're going to stay in the treehouse. This is really nice. Then we're going to stay in a three-bedroom villa, and I'm done. You're not going to go back to a freaking studio. No, it's hard. How about this? uh, As we talked about when they first announced it, Trails End has now officially closed at Fort Wilderness. How beautiful is that? You like that? You're glad it's closed? No, I mean, it's just it's going to a quick service. <laughs> the location will reopen later this summer, changed from a previously reported opening date of late 2023. And you uh, know what? It was never supported. Yeah, it was always empty. The place was it? always empty. You could always get a reservation. It wasn't supported. And I'm sorry, but at like $19 for a buffet where the food was really good, if it wasn't supported, that kind of sucks. Why do you think that is? I just think it's far out. Yeah, so only people stay in, and a lot of people that stay there cook because they have they the cabins. They cook because they have the amenities. Right. So I think a lot of the foot traffic was like, you know, we'd go to the Magic Kingdom and say, let's go over there for a good breakfast. But it's hard to get to. Yeah, and for breakfast, people aren't going to get up super early just so they can go there. And it's not like the Grand Floridian where you park and you take 10 steps and you're at the Grand Floridian Cafe. How Now you got to take a bus. Yeah, that's true, too. All the way to the back of the fort. Right. Yeah, it's definitely not easy to get to. And if you're staying there, you probably have either your camper, which you can cook in, or you're getting a cabin. The cabin doesn't have a kitchen, though, does it? Yeah, the cabins have a full kitchen. Oh, they have a full kitchen? Oh, yeah. I could remember. Obviously. Go watch our cabin review on our YouTube channel, WDW. That's right. BTG. Yeah, so you're probably right. I mean, as much as Trails End was good for what it was, it'll probably get a lot more foot traffic as a quick serve. They didn't really have a good quick serve there. P&J's were pre- was pretty good. But it was just the food... From Trails End, basically, right? I think you can get your regular stuff, like burgers and stuff. Oh, did the All right. Your typical 
quick service flair, chicken tenders. I think they had a slurza. Mm. Now, when you stayed there mm-hmm. during COVID, the trails end was closed anyway, right? Right. So you were f- not for, but you went to P and J's a couple times. Because oh, was... for the breakfast. Oh, the breakfast is good parts. It was Bonnie the only Bonnie. option though you had. Uh, well, Mickey waffle, some nice French toast sticks. The best one of the day, right there. Was that the best one of the day? Oh, that breakfast was good. Yeah. We have a breakfast review also on our YouTube channel. Jeez. YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG. That is correct. Wow. Very Outside nice. on the picnic tables with Rody. That's right. You have a good one with just where you walked him around. Mm-hmm. What else do we have coming up on our YouTube page? We have our walk to the uh, Treehouse Villas. Oh, I'm excited for that. Are you excited? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to thumbs up? And are you going to comment? You want me to comment? I'll comment. Yeah. I'll give you my thoughts. I did like the the Amphicar. That was very good. Yep. That was last week. And this week, later this week, you're going to have that uh, that walk up there. That's correct. Very nice. Some good content coming out of Saratoga. The balloon ride, too, I imagine. Becoming so. When you like to ride in Gary's beautiful, beautiful balloon. WPRO. Hear every beep, Red Sox game. <laughs> <laughs> With your beep, 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 Red Sox. So they're taking out those uh, those barges at Epcot, finally. They're deconstructing those things from Harmonious. And they have uh, that placeholder, Epcot Forever's back. Mm-hmm. Which we saw the first one a few years ago. And I thought it was decent. I did. I liked it. It looks like the version now doesn't have like the jet skis and the kites and stuff remember they had all that stuff going Mm -hmm. on i think they got rid of all that but the music's good it's got that like epcot nostalgia which i like i think it was better for me like i liked it better than harmonious because it just felt like actually epcot even though it was kind of cheesy and definitely done quick and cheap like they weren't putting a lot into it because it was temporary but it felt more like a show that should be at Epcot than Harmonious ever did. Mm-hmm. I just felt so out of place. And Harmonious had good fireworks. Like, the fireworks were good, but it just didn't seem like it fit at Epcot. And they've already said now, um, as Epcot Forever goes, that they're going to debut the new Nighttime Spectacular in late 2023, as plans go right now. So they'll be ready to go. Probably close to the holidays. I'd imagine maybe right around Thanksgiving time. What do you think they're gonna do? Another another IP shoehorn? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You I mean I I don't think that was the problem or I don't think that's what they think the problem was with Harmonious. No, he just doubled down. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. They might bring back some of the, you know, the illumination stuff and make it almost a combination of the last two where it was like more of a world theme and have something like the globe and bring in some of the IP, which would be okay with me if they just make (laughs) it feel more like Epcot and incorporate some of the IP. 
I'm okay with that. I think that's what they were trying to do, and they just went too far in the other direction. But I don't trust them to do it without. I mean, you'd probably fall over if they had no IP in it. Right. Like, if it was like Illuminations with no IP and just a good story and good music, like new original music with a nice story that fit in with the park, I mean, you basically have a heart attack if you saw it. It would be so shocking. If that happened, I wouldn't even know what to think. There's no chance they're going to do that. Especially when it coincides with like the 100th anniversary of Disney. Right. Now, if they made it more of like a Walt centric and some like holograms of him talking about the idea for Epcot and doing some of that stuff, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be okay with that. Like almost make it an ode to him and his like imagination and what he brought to the industry and to the company and do all that kind of stuff. That'd be an interesting way to build it around the the theme of Epcot and also incorporate the IP because that's what he did. He brought all that IP to life and kind of show how the company has grown from what his original idea was to what it is now. At least that story would fit in Epcot and like part of the future world part of epcot and have it all work together like that but i don't know i don't i doubt that's going to be the case it'll probably be like guardians of the galaxy theme and have all like marvel characters flying around and stuff which is exactly what you think of when you think of epcot what do you think you have any faith that they're going to do a better job than harmonious or is this going to be the same thing reworked yeah just the same thing don't you think I just don't know why they'd get rid of it then if they're going to do the same thing, because obviously they put a lot of money into it. What, why did they get rid of it so quickly? Was it that hated? It wasn't like, I don't think it was that hated. Your dad. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't know why they're getting rid of it. If they're going to do something similar, which is what I think is going to happen. It just, I can't figure out why they, they shelved it like that. If they're not going to totally change it, is it just the barges? I mean, those things are terrible, but but they don't care about your sight lines. They they haven't no. for years. No, obviously not. They did it in the first place, which was an atrocity. So the fact that that looks getting... so bad, how the hell? I mean, I just don't understand the thought process. I really don't, but. You know, no, they like, did what they did to the contemporary, and it's just it's just going to go downhill from there. But <laughs> like whoever those... like saw that like on a drawing on like yeah. some 3D screen on your computer and said, yeah, that's fine. Like if they thought they could have them like submerged and like lift them up on risers, like when the show was going to start and come out of the water, then that would be OK if they were not there all day. Oh, that was so bad. Like, I know you've only been to Disneyland once. Did you see World of Color when you were there? Uh, no, we did not. So that's in, like, the water area. And I heard it's, like, the best nighttime spectacular. Is that it's, true? It's fantastic. I loved it. It was very good. It fit in well. It's a lot of Disney IP, but it fit in well with that park because it's more about that. And uh, But they have, like all the stuff for it is submerged and then like they have it on hydraulics and it rises up above the surface of the water when they're ready to start the performance. So you don't see it all day. It's out of sight 
under the water during the day. And then when the show's ready to start, they raise it up where it's useful. And if they had done that with those barges for Harmonious, it probably wouldn't have been talked about as much in negative light. But it's just, it'd just be interesting. They haven't really given us any hints either at what they're going to do. Um, obviously, this close to it, if they're going to debut it at the end of this year, it has to be pretty far along in the works of at least the design. Oh, it's just going to be so half-assed that... Well, that's true. Maybe they're just going to plan to do like a crappy one every couple years and replace it. Which honestly, I mean, at least if that's the case, then you know what to expect. They just took away such a good show Mm -hmm. and they replaced it with something that was just okay. And it's probably just only going to get worse from there. Which is disappointing. Because it's a perfect, like, area. It's so much easier to watch. It's a people eater. You can get packed so many people around World Showcase. So much easier to watch. never too crowded. It's perfect place to view a nighttime show. Like, the fireworks at Magic Kingdom are miserable. You feel like less suffocating. Unless, Gary Frank or Rudy, you bought a direct contract and you can view it from top of the world. Then it's a different experience, but that's exclusive it's, only to you know yeah but even that but i i know what you're saying and that's true but you don't see the the projections and stuff like that from there the fireworks are great from the top of the world don't get me wrong but if you want to see them like with the projections and everything you have to get there super early line up and be packed in like sardines for a couple hours which is not the most fun in my opinion anyway do you have any other thoughts on Epcot's nighttime spectacular. No. Speaking of nighttime spectaculars, yes, sir. There is a rumor, yes, just a rumor, that Main Street Electrical Parade may be returning to Walt Disney World, and uh, Paint the Night may return to Disneyland, which I don't really care about. But if the Main Street Electrical Parade comes back to Walt Disney World. That would be a huge I would love that. That would, I would be too. fantastic. They need something at night and I don't even care if they just bring back this thing and keep recycling it every few years to drum up the nostalgia. I'm fine with it. I think it's a great show. It's a great show. Uh music's nev- great. It's perfect. Music's fantastic. I never saw Spectrum, Spectrum Magic. Magic. I, I liked missed it. that. Me and Mike Schaefer liked it better. I missed We that like the music. Era. I think it's just the music we like better. Oh, Spectro Magic was a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah. I love the Main Street Electrical Parade. And the Parade Main Street music, Electrical though. Parade music is perfect, but Spectro La- Spectro Magic just had this. So they're saying that the Main Street Electrical Parade is rumored to return for the summer at Disneyland because it's already out there. And then uh, it might make its way back east after that. Um, it debuted at Walt Disney World in looks like 1990. Uh, I'm sorry, 1977, and then in 1991 they brought in Spectro Magic, and then 
They were sent back to Magic Kingdom from until 2009 and part of 2010, mm. it looks like. But it's been on and off, and they keep bringing it back, which is fine because people love it. Mm -hmm. Get excited. They don't have to keep it year-round. They could bring it out as like a seasonal thing and a tease or whatever and try to drop some people in. But they need to do something Mm -hmm. at night at Magic Kingdom. Either come up with something new or bring it back for a limited time, do what you got to do. But why they don't have a nighttime parade still at the magic kingdom just like you said just to eat people up to kill time Mm -hmm. at before the fireworks or after the fireworks whatever however it may lie that day seems relatively simple like parades they do all these cavalcades and these stupid things all day like just to get people's attention and it they work people love them they they're pretty easy to do so i don't know why they have been so hesitant to bring one back to Walt Disney World for so long, but hopefully this rumor comes true because I'd love to see. It would be great, wouldn't it? I'd love to take the girls to it. They've never seen it, obviously, because it was gone before we took them. Um, That would be like something I would would book a trip around it. If I was planning on going anyway and they said, well, it's coming back August 1st, I would delay the trip to, to August or September. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I would definitely plan my trip around making sure that was back and going to do that if I was already going to do a trip. So, and I think a lot of people would do the same thing. So, I think it would definitely drum up interest and get people in the parks, obviously. Um, but I, I'd i be happy with a new nighttime parade, but I definitely want to see Main Street Electrical Parade at least one more time back at Walt Disney World. But you you still think Spectro Magic you liked a little better, huh? Uh, d- d- yeah, yep, just a little bit. Is it because it's more nostalgic for you, or you just oh you think it stands the test of time? It's a little bit. No, for nostalgic Main Street because I I watched it with my parents so many times. Yeah, so you would have seen that before Spectro Magic. Correct. That's yeah, that's true. And I'm not saying I'm not. Being like, oh, you're crazy for thinking Spectro Magic's better. I mean, everyone likes different ones. I just, I don't know, Main Street Electrical Parade just hits me in the right spot. It's one of my favorites. I think if we were to do a poll, which we probably will if you visit our uh, Facebook group, yeah, WW Beyond the Gates family. Podcast family. Let's yep. do a poll. Yeah, absolutely. Do a poll this week. It's a good idea. We could Very scientific poll. Yeah. We'll find the answer. But any other thoughts there on the uh, nighttime spectacular? No, they just got to bring something back, parts. Like enough normally... with this cutting the shows nonsense. <clears throat> yeah. Normally we'd kill them for like recycling something and trying to like do it on the cheap, but we're like begging them to do it. I don't mind if they bring back old stuff and recycle stuff if it's good. Just give us some shows. Yeah. That's why I don't go to the parks anymore. I've been on the rides 20,000 times. I don't want to wait four hours. Right, but what I go to Hollywood people? Studios and watch a few shows and grab a steak over at Hollywood Brown Derby and call it a day. I can't do that anymore. 
Right. And when you do go to the Magic Kingdom, what are the things you do? Like Country Bear, Carousel Progress, all the Yeah, presidents. all the originals that don't have long wait times. Right, but it's also like those are shows. They're entered. They like you right. Sit I down, like you yeah, watch and it, I, enjoy. And it. I like to be able to like be on something or sit yeah. somewhere for more than thirty seconds. Right, exactly. Anyway. That's why Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular is so great. And this not still, because the show is amazing because it's twenty minutes of sitting down, and it's always packed. Every single performance of it is packed full, basically. That's the thing. These all these shows, and they get rid of them, and they don't replace them. They always were packed. Like that stupid uh, lights, motor, action thing they had in Hollywood Studios. Oh, how how good was that as a people eater? It was always completely packed. Always didn't matter if the park was dead. They're just people were in there. To and I remember the first time I did that, I was like, "This is cool." Yeah. Now doing it two, three, four times, eh, so I get that. But the first time, weren't you like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." Yeah, of course. Yeah, there you was a lot of my stuff like favorite that. ones ever was. What's that? The American Idol. See, I never did that. Oh my god, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And like I had to go back to the finals and Kristen's like we be- we already went to two shows. I'm like I want to watch the final now. Like I got I was engaged. I you freaking love that. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't do that kind of stuff. I mean, they did put a show in there. They have like the frozen sing along, which yeah, people, I mean, that, so. uh, how lazy is that? Yeah, but at least it's something. It's not just a closed building. Well, that's true, but I mean, that's what they do is they take stuff away and then they show you upcoming movies. Yeah, but that as actors, at least like the frozen sing along, it's not just oh. a screen. Like, there's actually people in there and they oh, do okay. something. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's better than just a screen, like you said. I'll 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 be sure to lighten and lane that one. Well, I'm not suggesting you do that at all, but I'm just saying it's not the most lazy thing they've done ever. Oh, okay, it's not the most lazy thing they've done. (laughs) That's all. That's all I'm saying. Would you like to take our second break here, parts? All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back from break. Episode number 472 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We talked some news this week. What do you think? You know what's so great about the Main Street Electrical Parade is every every little jingle, every mini jingle, you know the scene, don't you? Yes. 
like they have like roar, 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 and you can see like the dragon coming by and all that stuff. Yeah, Pete's dragon. Peter Pan is all the the scenes are so good. The floats, I don't know, it just catches your eye with all the lights and everything. The stupid turtles spinning around. It's fantastic. Love it. Anyway, you said we have uh, a walk f- uh, to the tree houses to the main Correct. area of Saratoga Springs coming up on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash at WDWBTG. We have a poll coming up on our Facebook group, facebook.com. Uh, Search for WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family. You can follow us on our social medias at WDWBTG, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. How about our website, WDWBTG.com? How about subscribe to us wherever you download podcasts? You can do that too. Leave us reviews. Oh, by the way, on our YouTube page, you should definitely subscribe there. Leave us thumbs up and comments on our videos. We do appreciate that. Been getting some good traction on some of those videos, parts. I noticed the the view numbers are are decent. Yeah. We need more subscribers, though. People are out there watching and not subscribing. You got to join. Join along. We need it. It helps us out. We want to keep passing these benchmarks and get the momentum going on that thing. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't take much to just hit that subscribe button, does it, Parts? Yeah. I know, like, the YouTube algorithm always gets you where you want to go. You could subscribe to stuff, and if you don't watch the videos, they don't pop up on your feed anymore. That's true. Like, I have stuff that comes up every day on my feed, and then I click on it, and it'll say, like, I'm not subscribed, and I'm like, oh, I thought... I see their stuff yeah, all the I'm time. The same I way. assume yeah, they were subscribed, and then it I just click the button. But it's like it knows what you want because you watch the stuff you want. Anyway, moving on. You can uh, email the show, info at wdwbtg.com, mike at wdwbtg.com, and gary at wdwbtg.com. Anything else, Pards? Well, next week you still haven't responded, but me and New Angry Newfield Jr. we're going to be doing a DVC University. Oh, show. class number two. I didn't think I thought my uh, attendance was mandatory, so I didn't respond. Well, I said this weekend, and I know like sometimes that you've got things going on, or this weekend should be fine if we do okay. like Sunday at eight o'clock or something. I should be able to make that happen. So, yeah, we'll try to do a DVC University, which will be great. That was a good show last time. So, tune in next week for that. I think that'll do it for this week's episode. What do you say? That sounds good, Parts. All right. Thanks so much for listening to episode number 472 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-U.